Welcome to another episode of Shots from the Winchester. I'm your host, Al Green, and we're here today. We're not at the Winchester, as you can see, if you're watching this on video. Um, we're not at the Winchester. We're actually in Ryan Gooch Nelson's music studio. Now, Ryan Gooch Nelson is a uh, music producer. Um, you have a, a foundation. Um, tell people about yourself. I, I'm a man of many hats. Yeah. I have a foundation called the Music Emotion Foundation. Um, I'm an artist. I play sly guitar and harmonica and sing blues and all kinds of different styles of Americana. And I'm getting into some other, some newer stuff we can talk about later. Yeah. But I'm also a music producer. And, uh, uh, you know, as your um, lovely wife will tell you, I'm, I'm also a model. So yeah. She always tells me to throw that in there. So I got to throw it in there. I've done some modeling. I'm not a professional, too. but I'm an amateur model. So. so Gooch and I have been friends for uh, over 10 years. No. Yeah, it's it's we were trying to count it up earlier, but it's it, we're gonna say it's a decade. We've been friends for a decade. A decade, yeah. a decade. That's a good round number. Like a nice round number. So normally when we're at the Winchester, we do a shot. Okay. Um, so we're not at the Winchester, but you are sponsored by what is this Kill Cliff? This is Kill Cliff uh, CBD and energy drinks. Yeah. Um, I was contacted by them. A few years ago, uh, they were doing this thing called Unlikely Heroes because they were they were started by a Navy SEAL who wanted to make like a better energy drink with cleaner ingredients and just they made you feel better. Nice. So uh, I saw him when Joe Rogan started drinking them on his show, mm -hmm. and then he became like one percent owner. Then they reached out to me, unbeknownst to you know, I guess just seeing all my stuff on the internet. Right. And they did a little story, and we did put out this uh, YouTube video and this like internet thing. And they've been sending me drinks ever since. And they said I have free Kill Cliff for life. So wow. they, they donate a lot of stuff to uh, the Navy SEAL Foundation. Nice. Um, which you can check out. Go to killcliff.com. And shout out to them for sponsoring our uh, our drinks today. Cheers, yeah. buddy. So what flavor is this right here? Orange Crush? You got Orange Crush. Orange I got a Octane Killer Cliff Sickle. Nice. I think it's like a cream sickle. But, uh, <laughs> All right, yeah, let's go man. in. Wait, thank you. Wow, it's good. It's decent, right? Yeah, it's got that energy drink um, flavor, but you can taste the. It's more natural. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have that like aspartame diet right. coke type that feeling. Yeah, sugary kind of thing. Yep. Now it's got a nice hit. Falls back here real yep. nice too. Yep. So, so that's really good. So yeah. that's cool, man. If they sponsor, so they um. So you just get this for life now. They yeah, I mean, life. like just drink it in the studio, post some stuff up on Instagram, and just help them spread the spread the message that nice. they're like, you know, they're trying to do something really cool, and and they partner with so many cool different like action sports people and uh, UFC fighters and things nice. like that. So they're just like always doing cool shit. That's I love cool. watching their Instagram mm -hmm. because they're always posting hilarious stuff, and yeah. they got a, they got a whole team over there. So shout out to them. Nice, <laughs> but so that's really cool. So um. Let's get the audience to uh, learn a little bit about you. Yeah. Now, um, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but uh, Gooch is in a wheelchair. Um, he was injured uh, when you were 18? I was 18 years old in 2004. I was a senior in high school. I was driving a friend home on January 1st. And obviously, we'd been up late partying the night before because it was New Year's, so I was tired. And it was just like a beautiful, like 50 degree day. So I had my window down. I was driving this straight road, dozed off and just started drifting. And I hit a telephone pole. Oh, wow. Had to be airlifted to Cooper Hospital where they stabilized me. And then I went to Jefferson Hospital and they did uh, neck surgery and I had a spinal cord injury. So I'm 
actually paralyzed from about the chest down, uh, bottoms of my arms, my hands kind of move like this, and I kind of make it look easy because I can bend my wrists and make my hand tighten up, but yeah. my hands really only work about this much. So right. um, then I went and spent time at McGee, which, you know, you and I have familiarity with McGee because yeah. you worked with them, McGee Hospital. Right. And uh, spent six months there recovering, and then another two years going to outpatient recovery, just learning how to feed myself, yeah. brush my teeth, had to use catheters to go to the bathroom and yeah. things like that. And so I just had, it was like a whole new, whole new world. And then obviously music was such a big part of my life and I couldn't play guitar the way I played anymore. So I didn't play music for two years. Wow. And uh, what made you get back into music? Well, Cause I know after something like that, you, you you went through some depression. Yeah, you went it, through some dark. Spots. Definitely, I mean, like they would try and put the guitar on my lap, and I would just start crying. Yeah, and like I just I didn't have any identity. I didn't even want to go out to like Outback Steakhouse to get food. I, I just I dreaded leaving the house. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, it's kind of crazy thinking back on it now, but mm. I'm glad we're doing this because it's it's nice to kind of like look back. Um, mm. You know, like we were talking earlier, sometimes you got to look back and remember what what got you where you are, but right. yeah. So I was just like struggling at that time. And my grandfather would always say, he would always suggest slide guitar. Mm -hmm. Now in my mind, slide guitar at that point was just country Western. That's all I, right. I didn't. And then one day I saw Joe Walsh playing from the Eagles playing Rocky mountain way. I don't know if you've ever heard that song, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. I was just like, Oh, that's cool. Like, mm -hmm. and then I started learning about open tunings. Mm. which is where like I would lay the guitar on my lap, put the slide on my thumb and just start strumming the guitar. And if I laid it a certain way, it would play a chord. Can we see you do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. can do that. Can we, like, let's just, let's, 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 like, we can stay just like we are. I'll just bring it to you. Which one? And then, uh... It's actually in tune. Would you grab my slide? Yeah. It's in the uh, black case right there. So yeah, I started uh, putting this thumb pick on my right thumb mm -hmm. and, uh, I'll slide the glass slide on like this. Now I went through a lot of iterations of slides. I had a couple of buddies who were glass blowers make me some slides and I started with those and they were big and clunky and weird. And then one day I went to a show and someone, it's kind of grungy, but now I'm looking at it, but, uh, <laughs> but uh need to clean it. But I saw this, somebody left this sitting on the stage and it was the end of the night, everyone was gone and it was just sitting there. And I was like, well, if I leave it, so I, so I grab the God glow on it, dude. So I grab it and I put it on my thumb and it's like a perfect fit. Right. And now I'd always wanted one of these because I'd always seen, uh, like my idol, Dwayne Allman and Derek trucks. Mm. These, these are, they're made to, um, they're made to look like old core bottles. Like mm. when you would get medicine back in like the thirties and forties and stuff, right. it would come in a bottle like that. So that's what Dwayne Allman actually used an old core bottle. But then, you know, it gets real bluesy, like, right. Nice, the blues man. just came out of me, man. I was like in so much pain and sadness and suffering I'd been through and just like something about 
very vocal, you know, and like I could sing through it. And now at that time, I had, I, I had, I didn't start singing until like ten years after my accident. Wow! So I've only been singing for, I don't know, maybe six or se six or seven years. I was in a band, Sixty One North, as you remember. Right. We did a music video together. Yeah. The Queen in Wilmington. Yep. And yeah. uh, and and so I didn't even sing in that band really. No. So and I was in that band for eight years, and then that's when I kind of jumped off and started doing my own thing with Gucci and Emotion. Right. Right. And get into that. Speaking of Gucci and Emotion, you shifted gears after, um, and this is a good way to segue into like a leadership type of thing. Like, um, what made you feel from that point that you wanted to do something solo? Yeah. So we were talking about, you know, like I I started playing the guitar for my grandpa, and we I built a band with my buddy Brian LePan, Bob Comfort, and Joe Bross called Sixty One North, and that's. That's the band that you filmed the music video for, right. which you can still find on YouTube. It's called yeah. Outlaw on the Run. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, I was in that band for six years, 61 North, and we toured all over the place. We played uh, the Allman Brothers, the very first Allman Brothers Peach, Fest Peach Festival. Yeah. Uh, we played, we opened for uh, Leonard Skinner down in Washington, D.C. for oh, during an Obama inauguration event. And so we really just got to do a whole bunch of cool stuff. We played to all those Wigan, Wiggins Park concerts. Do you remember those? Yeah. And uh, so we played with wow. a bunch of acts from New Orleans and we played all over the place. But then it got to a point after about eight years being in that band and we really blew up. I never thought that would happen. I mean, yeah. after my injury, I was just looking for something to do. Right. And just to, to, to exist and be communal with people and right. have fun. But then after the success of 61 North, um, it got to a point where I was like, man, I'm writing these songs and I'm starting to sing more. And if I really trace it back, I had met this girl and she told me I sounded sexy singing. So <laughs> I was like, I think I should start singing. You know what I mean? She said, I, oh, I sound sexy. Yeah. Like, so I was, you know, I thought my voice sounded like a frog. It was so deep. But then I found out people liked it. So I was like, okay. Let's... We're always so critical of our own voices, yeah. especially because we only hear it from inside. Yeah, it's like that thing when you're young and you hear yourself on like the telephone. <laughs> For those people who are younger, we had these things called answering machines back in the day and if you weren't there you could leave a message it's kind of like your voicemail but it was an actual machine yeah but yeah man when i hear you know you hear your voice there you're like Ugh. just the same way yeah. when you record or sing but yeah. when someone else tells you that it sounds good or other people are moved or inspired by it because then i started singing at like our later 61 north shows and people were like oh man i think it sounds great yeah and i was like okay well let me see what i can do and then i wanted to go in a, in a different direction more of like a Dr. John, big band with like female backup vocalists and stuff like that. So that's what I did. I started yeah. Gooch in the Motion, mm -hmm. which originally started out as like a nine piece band with Oregon, uh, lead guitar, acoustic guitar, um, a little bit of everything, you know? It had, uh, and I had two phenomenal female backup vocalists and it was a lot of harmonies and stuff like that. And, and you know, 61 North was always rocking and raging and mm -hmm. playing college, uh, Newark up and down Main Street, all the college <laughs> yeah. bars and stuff like Stone that. Stone Balloon. Yeah. yeah. Stone Pony. Oh, it's the pony. Is, is Would you call it Stone Balloon? Stone Balloon? Well, that's like, is that I'm throwing my age now. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's the Stone Balloon. Oh, Shout out to the Stone Balloon, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I think we're talking about the same place. Well, I, I, used so. to, I used to play a place over there called East End. And I think oh, it's, yeah, I remember that I one. think it might be gone now, but it, could be. it was such a cool spot, man. And like, So Cutting My Teeth with 61 North was awesome. But then I think in 2016, I jumped off and did 
that's when I did Gucci in Motion and took on, like we talked about, more of a leadership role mm -hmm. and forging my own path, my own direction. And that's kind of when I started the foundation too. Mm -hmm. As we talked about the Music in Motion Foundation, I wanted to find a way to give back to music therapy, which had helped me so much at McGee. Mm -hmm. They had a music therapist who would come in and play guitar and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I started playing harmonica up there. Yeah. And that's kind of what got me back into it. So music therapy has always been near and dear to my heart too. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of what the foundation is about. So all these things kind of just started to coalesce in 2016. And that's when I kind of went off in my own direction. I feel like I've lived several lives at this point. Yeah, honestly, like, especially once 2020 hit. Like yeah. 2020 hit, everything kind of shifted. Everybody's careers either derailed or became something. Um, and you had to shift too, because obviously going on the road, being, you know, performing in front of people wasn't going to happen. So you shifted. What'd you do? Yeah. So, I mean, this this uh, January marks 19 years that I've been in the wheelchair. And I swear, wow. like I said, it feels like I've lived multiple lives and yeah. you probably feel that way too because as the older you get you kind of feel like there's chapters yeah but um so i did the gucci in the motion thing 2016 we we released two albums our second album dropped march 2020 mm. could not be worse timing <laughs> yeah. and uh and so i remember we had a show at city winery I think you were there mm. and it's the one you taped the one you filmed yeah and then everything shut down after that yeah. like a week later we went into lockdown yeah. and the whole world changed right and i had no idea what i was going to do i sat around for a little while but a buddy of mine shout out to uh brent york woodrow skillson my main man he's up he's up in new york right now but he was living back home around here he went to school for engineering. He's an amazing producer for like Kid Cudi, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. He's worked with a lot of big artists and makes beats and does production. And so he was home and he would come over once a week. I invested in a computer and a couple of speakers and a microphone mm -hmm. and it was in my room. Yeah. But like, you know, and I was working out of my room for the last two years doing production mm -hmm. and just trying to figure it out. And then I got hired by a production company called Zyre Creations that does documentaries about racing. And I started making music for them and they were nice enough to help me, uh, you know, build this studios. And that's where I'm at now and trying to get music on the TV, doing sync licensing and things like that. But mm -hmm. now that things are opening back up, we're kind of trying to get back out there and tour a little bit too. So we got a lot of big shows coming up and, yeah. and, uh, and now your wife also performs with you. And she's uh does music uh well she actually went to school for music yeah she's got a degree in music theory um we met and got married in well, we didn't meet in 2020 but we met prior to that and then in 2020 everything went into lockdown and we just went ahead and got married mm -hmm. you got you just recently got married yeah. you, you know sometimes mm -hmm. um we got married in a fever just like that a johnny cash <laughs> song you know so uh you know same thing for us man we knew we knew i mean we knew it when we cl when we clicked you know right. and just uh and it's been great ever since um and she's a singer sings in the band now with me helps me produce she's great uh songwriter um, so we work great as a team and it's just a blessing. We're on, you know, year three of our marriage and it feels like I'm more in love with her today than I am 
than it was the day I met her or the any day before that. Like it just keeps getting better. So mm. I hope it keeps going that way. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think when it's right, it's right. You know. Right. I mean? And we all and we both struggle. You know. A lot of people look at like Instagram sometimes and they think like, oh wow, they have a perfect life. But you know, mm. nowadays you only post the highlights and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to I've been trying to make it like a practice recently to let people know that you know times are hard too you know what i mean for yeah. us and for everybody like we all struggle like we talked about i just recently lost a grandmother and yeah um i'm sure you go through that type of stuff too you know yeah. I mean, as a creative we were talking i mean you could speak on it what do you feel like with when you're as a creator what what helps you get through those struggles i mean i know you go through that too right yeah honestly i mean like um struggling sort of I try to transform that into the art, you know. It's part of it, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, kind of like the, the Taylor Swift syndrome, you know. Like you just turn your turn your <laughs> your heat into 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 music. And I did I did that for a long time. Like you can go back and track. Like I got songs, leave yeah. the guitar with me, and tonight I'm lonely. And like yeah. there's there's songs where I definitely have done that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, like I, the music is such a powerful tool yeah. to change people and. Yeah. I mean, that could go way down the rabbit hole, too, about how <laughs> frequencies and vibrations literally change. You can watch experiments where frequencies will change water. Mm -hmm. um, and we're made of water. Right. You know, I mean, we're like 80 percent water. Right. And you can watch how different frequencies will manipulate water in real time or manipulate like into shapes and geometric figures and things mm -hmm. like that. And um, I just think there's a lot about music we don't even know or understand why a certain chord right makes us feel sad or makes us feel happy. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of incredible when you think about it. Yeah. That's also like when, um, cause, um, uh, if the audience doesn't know, I'm a sci-fi writer and, um, I've been creating an audio adventure series and it's the same thing when you're like listening to something, you have headphones on, you're listening to like an audio drama that's being played out in your head. And, you know, you hear all these sounds and it get, puts you in an environment, yeah. you know, and I, and it puts you in a, in a mood, you know, and music, adds i think flavor to life you know like put a little salt on on your day you know yeah man i mean like if you look as a film guy you look at all these great directors like you know like the movie jaws mm. if it didn't have the din 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 you know i mean there's yeah. so many I mean, you could do that to a thousand like different movies and go through and be like it wouldn't be the same without that i remember when I was in high school, we had a music appreciation class. And one of the things we did was we watched Star Wars mm -hmm. and we really made note of like, okay, this bad thing happened. And you would hear like, so you would know that it was Vader. You would know that it was like the Sith, but they weren't in the scene. Right. It was like a scene with Luke and, and Leia or something like that. Right. Now I'm going really nerd on people, but like, uh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like things like that growing up, I remember being very powerful to me. Like, wow, you can really manipulate people's emotions and kind of like foreshadow things and, sh and, and, and do things like that with music. So right. now that I'm trying to work more in film and TV and just content like that, um, it really blows my mind that you can throw a video into the computer and score in real time right to it. So yeah. I'm really enjoying that process right now. So, um, Seeing you've gone, you've done a lot. You've yeah. done a lot. I mean, in, in the time that I've known you, and before that, you've done so much. You're very, you're a very capable person. Um, and I know you're also a part of a, a foundation called Ramped, where they're bringing attention to um, people in the arts 
with disabilities and making sure that they have the um, the capability to be in places. Um, I think there's like a form, some some place where they can go to to know where the um, um, ADA uh, right. compatible places are, yeah. uh, venues, things like that. That's something that um, when the pandemic hit was another opportunity that kind of just fell into my lap was I got to speak on a Grammy panel and it was me and four other um, people with disabilities, um, Lachi, my buddy Namel Tapwater, and uh, Galen Lee. Um, I forget who the last one was, forgive me. But, um, you know, it was amazing to meet all of them. And I met Lachi, she's from New York, you can look her up, she just goes by Lachi, mm -hmm. like Cher, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, she's awesome. And, uh, you know, she's really the, she's the president of ramped which is recording artists and music professionals with disabilities you can go to ramped.org r-a-m-p-d.org and read all about it so basically what we did was we started to build a platform of really accomplished uh music professionals with disabilities because there needed to be more awareness and more of a movement behind that and man i can't take you know, a lot of credit for it. I definitely am a founder and I definitely was there at the start, but what they have done has been incredible. So like shout out to Lachi, our leader, our president and our vice president, Galen Lee and uh, Steven and everybody else. I'm trying to remember their names because <laughs> I don't want them to, because they all deserve so much credit because yeah. what they're doing is incredible. Yeah. And uh, I can only do so much from here in South Jersey. Plus I'm trying to do production and everything like that. But, you know, going to these meetings, um, getting these opportunities that I've gotten, um through ramped and the opportunities that we're creating for people is so that a lot of these companies netflix uh sony paramount uh universal all the big ones grammy awards yes we partnered with the grammy awards and made this year's grammys the most accessible it's ever been making nice. sure they have asl interpreters mm -hmm. making sure they have ramps up to the stage uh there's so much that people overlook mm -hmm. just out of ignorance like they just don't know right and so we always talk about disability culture which is like, just like anything else, like uh, Latino culture or black mm -hmm. culture or anything. Um, there is a disability culture and you guys, right. have, you've hung out with me, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. my buddy laughs, he calls me, he says, you're like a friend, but with extra steps. <laughs> I was like, cause it's a culture, man. Like, it's like, we gotta do things different. We gotta roll in a different way. And like, if you're not gonna be inclusive, then right. like, you know, then you're not gonna be a part of it. And that's right. sad for you because we have a lot of fun. We do a lot of cool stuff. And a lot of these companies now are looking to be more inclusive. Mm -hmm. And so as Ramped, um, we want to be a place where professionals are mm -hmm. and listed. And you can go to a website and like, I want to hire a professional musician or a professional producer or a professional whatever. There's so many different people in there, booking agents, managers, all walks of life in the, in the music industry. And if you want to go on there and find someone to hire or to work with, it's a one-stop shop mm -hmm. of music professionals. And it's been, it's been great. It's really opened up a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities because as dis as people with disabilities, everything we do is like 10 times harder just to get out of bed sometimes and get yeah. it going. And you've known me for years, you know, like yeah. there's been times where I've had to flake on things or I've been like, yo man, this is not going right. I'm not gonna be able to make it. And right. it's just part of, being disabled it's a challenge and yeah. so uh you know that's what we're trying to bring awareness to but also create opportunity as well yeah wow that's really that's really 
Awesome. And one of the things too, like um, you mentioned earlier when we started this, that you uh, did some modeling. <laughs> well, that was through Ramped. Yeah, that, right. was, that was through Ramped. That was through Ramped. Um, we were in New York and my wife and I, we were walking around. We were trying to find a place to eat afterwards. Right. And we're walking around the block and we're we're seeing the the the, uh, the wheelchair ramps that go up onto the sidewalk. Terrible. And they're just jacked up. And I'm like, I'm mad. You know, we're walking around. There's cobblestone. I'm like, I'm pissed off. I'm like, because like, my friend Gooch can't come with me. To this, we have to go yep. around, we have to go yep. longer ways. And so people don't think about that kind of nope. stuff. And when we met in McGee, well, we met before McGee. We met through McGee, yeah. honestly. But um, um, on the roof, they had the the different... Uh, right, the different like levels of... Levels uh, of uh, uh, sidewalk, sidewalk and stuff. And yeah. stuff like that. So that when you're Get up practice. there learning how to train, how to walk again, but those are the different environments you're going to deal with. Yeah. Not everybody's you know aware that you know it's... It's um, difficult to lift your leg if you had an injury, for for instance, so that yeah. you you might you know, might trip on something that's you something know. so small, yeah, yeah. Something. yeah. And uh, with with ramps, that's like that's what we're trying to reach out to these venues and yeah. trying to like every aspect of life that we can, as far as like because as performers, we don't want to show up in you know Alabama or Arkansas or wherever we're going, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden there's some obstacle and we can't get on the stage. Right. And you know, now we're in the middle of nowhere and we can't get on the stage and, and, yeah. and what are we going to do? You know what I mean? So there's just so much that goes into it. And with ramps, we're just trying to knock down those obstacles and, and those roadblocks to make it easier as performers for us to get out there and perform. That's really cool. Yeah, man, it's cool. It's, yeah. it's been a lot of fun and really eye opening to meet like all these different people with all these different stories, you know, just like mine, um, you know, difficulties they've had to face and overcome and how it's really made them kind of fuel their music because music is a lot of times fueled through emotion and pain and suffering yeah. and and the human condition you absolutely know? so absolutely that's what we all do we create that's a good transition too um i like to leave the audience with uh, a little tip leadership tip life tip whatever it could be your <laughs> with your unique experience What's a good motivational thing that you could tell the audience right now to say as far as being an entrepreneur, as far as um, even if you're talking to an um, audience of disabled? I mean, I would probably uh, bring it back to my grandma who passed away recently. She always told me, have something to look forward to. Always have stuff to look forward to. So like when you're you know, making plans and, and, and hopefully if you're doing a job that you love, you do look forward to going to it. But even if you're someplace, you know, you're working a, a, a job that you need to work just so you can pursue your passion on the side, like always have things to look forward to. Like I was looking forward to this, you know what I mean? I couldn't wait to sit down and hang with you in the studio and set up the cameras and play music and stuff. Like, so whether it's something like this or a concert, you know, pepper those things in, go to a Sixers game or something. And I know, you know, I'm a big sports fan. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's what I like about sports is like, yeah. I like stuff that brings people together and, you know, having a, just having a good time, enjoying life. Don't forget to enjoy life and, um, you know, find people. I've always been good at trying to find people who can do what I can't do. Identify what you cannot do. Don't be stubborn about it. Don't be, you know, like. I want to do everything a control freak if if there's a if there's a better way to do it 
usually collaboration leads to a lot more. If you can just kind of kill your ego a little bit, collaborate with people, give up some creative control sometimes, and just yeah. there's times to pursue your own thing, but there's also times where you can just uh, delegate and work with other people, try and create networks and teams, and and usually stuff comes out better. So we've been working together for a long time doing yeah. that stuff. So yeah. I'm doing voices for Monster Genocide, <laughs> you know, helping with yes. the music. You help yeah. me with video stuff when I need it, and uh, you know, just as a good as a friend. Like when I needed to go to New York, yeah. you drove me up there, got yeah. to, got to the modeling gig and stuff. So like, <laughs> yeah. I believe in like bartering and like working with people and stuff like that, building yeah. a network. Um, yeah. So I guess that's what that would be my advice. Those two things have that's things really to look good. forward to and and build yourself out a network of things that like I don't do videography. You're a great videographer. We're good friends. But, you know, like yeah. as far as business goes and just like your wife, she does stuff that I can't do and I can reach out to her as an asset. And yeah. my wife, same thing. And, yeah. and my network of people is kind of like my bass player is the one who built this place. So it's like <laughs> shout out to Adam, Adam yeah. Tadero. Yeah. I know he's probably not going to watch this deep into the podcast, but he might <laughs> listen because he listens to the podcast podcast a lot when he's working. So yeah. send this one to him be like, yeah, I gave you a shout out at the end. So you got to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> There's no to thing. Get to your to shout out. <laughs> yeah. But now nah, he helped me build this place, man. And like, he's yeah. an incredible incredible bassist but then he has so much knowledge in so many other areas it's like it's impressive so yeah that would be my third thing yeah. continue to learn always keep learning because like i learned this production stuff at age 35 mm -hmm. i'm 37 now i'm still learning but it's built this whole place for me and now i'm in a new lane so always just continue to learn with new technologies and new things that come out so yeah. just so if you're not learning you're losing that's what my buddy always nice. says so wrap it up in a tight bow with that. <laughs> That's really good advice. That's yeah, really man. good advice. Um, how can people find you on the interweb? <laughs> I'm at Gooch Nelson, Gooch Nelson Official on Instagram. Uh, if you just type Brian Gooch Nelson into Google, goochinthemotion.com, musicinmotionfoundation.org. Yeah, I mean, I'm all over the place. I'm worldwide. Got the Gooch. You can go on Spotify, go on iTunes, type in Gooch in the Motion, hear some of my music. I'm going to be releasing some new music uh, that's a little bit different than like my blues stuff. It's got a little bit more of like a modern type sound. Uh, I'll be releasing that under my own solo name, Gooch Nelson. Nice. And But you'll be able to find it all just by just google ryan gooch nelson and it'll come it'll all come up so You're probably on spotify everything yeah, like that too. All, all those different channels amazon music and things like that so right. gooch in the motion go google it yeah <laughs> google me that's what i always and say gooch is g-o-o-c-h yeah yeah you want to play something on the way out sure yeah that's such an awesome sound i like the slide guitar with uh with your voice especially Let's got that see. deep voice out of my head been bruised and battered beat up and left for death I was rescued by the music living deep within my soul I let it take control the hellhounds on my trail so I'm running I can hear them coming I pray the devil don't bring me down 
they don't break me down. I've been around the country, seen a lot of things. Make women fall in love when they hear me sing. Play a few shows just to make a few bucks. But the money in them lasts. I guess it's all in the past. Got the hellhound on my trail, so I'm running. I can hear him coming. I pray the devil don't bring me down. I'll cut it off there for now. That's dope. Nice man. to tell you. so good, man. Thanks, man. Love having you on the show.